Welcome back. It is time for my favorite hour of the week. It is time for My Side of the Universe on KOAL 107.3 FM and 7.50 AM. I'm your host, Todd Wilcox, and I need you to know that Bigfoot saw me, but nobody believes him. Hey, we are going to be joined this week by Mark Edward Pyle. He's a scribe prophet, mastered self-initiative, initiate, and soul reader. You can find his work at IamAscensions.com. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, He seems like a very nice man, and I can't wait to talk to him. Before we get going, don't forget, you need to stop by the Eastern Utah Tourism and History Association and see our friends Sue Ann and Darren. What are their nicknames? We've said it before. We've said it before. You have to tell them their nicknames. Uh... Sue Ann's might be from Gunsmoke, if that helps at all. And there's a kind of a scream comic, comic that's still alive. And it's not Gilbert Gottfried, uh, and it's not Sam Kennison because he's no longer with us. But there's another scream comic, comic that has the same nickname as Darren, if that helps at all. Be sure to tell them their nicknames when you go in and see them at the Eastern Utah Tourism and History Association. We'll be right back with Mark Edward Pyle talking about his work as a scribe prophet and Soul Reader on my side of the universe on KOAL 107.3 FM and 7.50 AM. Welcome back to my side of the universe on KOAL 107.3 FM and 7.50 AM. I'm your host, Todd Wilcox, and today we're joined by a guest, Mark Edward Pyle, he is a scribe prophet and a mastered self-initiate, initiate, I can't say that, initiate and soul reader. You can find him at IamAccessions.com. And I better spell that because I'm not saying it very well. I is in the letter I, am, A-M, A-S-C-E-N-S-I-O-N-S.com. Mark, welcome to my side of the universe. Well, thank you, Todd, for having me on your side of the universe. It's a pleasure and an honor to be here today. Well, thank you. Uh, Mark, as we get started, I'm really curious. When you say you're a scribe prophet, what does that mean? A uh, scribe prophet, if you know uh, a little bit about uh, Egyptology or, or uh, uh, Judaism, I'm going to throw a couple of names out for you. In Egyptology, uh, there's a name of Thoth, who was the inventor of writing and uh, was the original scribe for the gods and and uh, wrote the Emerald Tablets as a message for humankind. Uh, in Judaism, there was uh, the scribe of God known as Metatron. And Metatron allegedly had a had a throne, a mini throne right behind God's throne, and he was the one that wrote down everything that came across God's path. So everything in the world that has been written, Metatron and thought these guys know about it. Well, I am in, in their lineage. I hold uh, counsel nightly with both and Metatron, and, and I'm in their lineage. So being a scribe prophet is, I write what is yet to be today. Wow. Okay. Um, so you you hold nightly counsel with them. Is that is that through prayer, meditation, um, projection? It, it starts with 
it starts with my meditation uh, uh, before I register and go down for the count for the night. It starts with my meditation, and then it's in the astral plane um, where you know I I disconnect from my physical body. I still have the astral cord, uh, uh, but I go and astral project into the ethers, and I go meet up with them. And we have uh, a nice little round table and three big, nice leather chairs and a nice little dark room. Wow. And and what do you, when you're having this council, what are you talking about? You're talking about the future or are you, are you talking about other things? We, we talk about, we, we talk about the cycles of life and we talk about uh, things that are coming up, up for society, big society points, um, uh, it, I uh, they they broke the story with me uh, uh, a while back on this Me Too thing and about all these sex scandals and I talked about that in in 2014 before it all got uh, I even named a couple of uh, specific folks and they were it um, uh, and it's it's much more they are talking and I'm just uh, listening I don't do too much talking <laughs> them two do all the talking. I, I would imagine, I think if I was lucky enough to get in on that council, I would probably just shut up and listen. I don't think I would even interject. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like most of the time, and most of the time, they anything that I say is a yes or a no, because that's all they do is ask me a yes or a no question. That's it. Okay. Yeah, I, I receive instruction, and then I they, like, chew me away like a little kid. They're like, okay, little boy, go ahead, go away. <laughs> <laughs> go do go play with their with these toys that you know they equip me with different uh, truths and different uh, practices that uh, help folks connect with their soul uh, and empower their soul. And then they say, okay, here's a new tool. Go go play with this toy and perfect it and give it to the people. Yeah, that's that's mostly how it is. Okay, and I'm you, now you're in their lineage and, and that's why you're able to do this. Um, how did yes. how did you find out about it? Did you did you just astral project one night and end up there? Or how did you find out that you were in this lineage and, and I, could do this? I um, I started having uh, prophetic visions at the age of eight years old. Um, I just recognized that the planets were speaking to me: Jupiter, Venus, Mars. Sun to moon. When I when I would be walking around, I could focus in on certain areas of the sky, and I could hear the communication of the planet. This was at like ten, eleven, twelve years old. I started riding horoscopes to impress my friends when I was in junior high school. Uh, we would read the horoscope in the newspaper, you know, one little sentence, and then I would write a whole page on two sides of the paper, and I'd seal it up in the envelope. And I'd give it to him, and I'd say, all right, now go home. Don't read this yet. We're going to read this tomorrow. So then we would come back the next morning, and they would read it. And they were like, dude, how'd you know my mom was going to make me do my homework? And da, 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 all of this. <laughs> so I, I learned about it. I was uh, just awakened to it at a very, very early age. I wasn't um, uh, restricted by uh, my grandparents who raised me. I wasn't restricted in any area of thought. I was encouraged to follow what my soul was grasping for. And, you know, I lived a pretty spiritual type of lifestyle since about the age of of 13, 14, 15 years old. Yeah. Wow. And you said something interesting there about the no restrictions on what you were thinking. 
uh, and I, I think many of us um, have our imagination and our, our, our awareness and our openness clamped down um, by, you know, not, not, nobody's trying to hurt us per se, but, you know, our parents are trying to teach us one thing, but, but those, the way they teach us, we end up missing out on a lot of the things, um, spiritual connections. Um, How, knowing what you have now, and you you were able to, to stay open to it, how would somebody get back to that where they could be reconnected? Well, you know, it all starts with, you know, knowing inside of your soul that there is some other part of the story that you need to find out. And I would suggest that a person would start by tracing their lineage, their bloodline here on the earth, and find out what their ancestral, uh, an- what their ancestors' spiritual practices were before the advent of organized religion. I don't have anything against anybody's religion. Uh, religion is is good for. A lot of people, uh, my issue is with the management and uh, uh, administration of religion. Uh, It is uh, a tool that has uh, been used definitely uh, in not so good ways. And I'm talking to all these religions, not just one in particular. But I I would go past that. Go past what you do once a week or twice a week and tap into what your ancestors did before religion. And start start to find out about those practices, and I guarantee you, they will lead you on the path that I am currently on right now. Okay, and so what? As, as you were looking at your lineage, how did you find out um, that you're in in the lineage of Thoth and? Um, and I've, I've well, that part came after. That let's see, I am fifty-five years old now. That part came basically in the last seven to nine years. Um, I've always known about these uh, two uh, people in and around my life, uh, but as a young boy, <clears throat> I never had a a, a visual aspiration. Uh, of them, I just always heard one or two of these voices in my head. Uh, when I got into my 30s, I had a visitation uh, in a dream by both of them, yet I was unable to, I was looking at them through physical eyes, so I couldn't really see who they were. Uh, when I got uh, diagnosed with colon cancer on uh, May 1st, 2009, um, within 48 hours of that diagnosis, they became, they came to me in, in a uh, meditation. I was in meditation. I wasn't asleep. They came to me and they sat around me, just like in the chairs that we sit in at night. And they confirmed to me, they were talking to me, but they're talking to me in my voice. And they confirmed that, yes, you are us and we are you and you come from us. And yeah, connect in. We are all one. That was an amazing, amazing experience. And that only came after some controlled breathing exercises and some really uh, advanced meditation. Okay. And and did they help you with the cancer? I'm, I'm assuming since oh, yes. we're still talking that that's been taken care of. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. On May 1st, 2009, I was 
diagnosed with three and a half times the amount of cancer in a guy's body that that should have been uh, dead already. And six weeks later, uh, uh, no, uh, let's see, May, June, July, August, three months later, after uh, two radical uh, surgeries, no chemotherapy, no radiation, no nothing else, uh, I was cancer-free, and the doctor and the surgeon wanted to do a case study on me. And they asked me uh, what it was that I did, and I began to tell them what I did, and they're like, we can't write that in a case study. How are we going to say you talked to Thoth and Metatron and got the healing? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and maybe they need to. Yes. Yes. And I told him, I said, man, I'm not crazy. I'm telling you guys, I'm not crazy. I'm literally telling you what they told me to do. And this is what we're going to do. And that's it. And yeah. that's all I let them do. Two radical surgeries. And and uh, uh, I, I took some uh, uh, natural holistic herbs that I got from a, a Chinese uh, a doctor in downtown Los Angeles. And yeah, uh, and in three months, I got myself clear of the initial uh, cancer diagnosis, and then it came back in 2012, and I got it clear again, and it hasn't been back since. Wow. So, you know, one of the things that I, I keep running into as I talk to people is this separation between spirit and science. And yes. I think as we get farther and farther into things, um, as we start looking at more of a, a quantum look at things, a quantum thinking, um, my friend Diane Collins was just on and talked about quantum think. And I think as we get closer and closer to, to thinking and behaving that way, I think the two will actually merge again. Um, yes, they will. Where it won't be so, and, and maybe you've already had this conversation, um, you know, in one of your night visits, but I would love to see the two things get together so that the yes. the spirit and science can work together instead of seeming to be enemies. Well, you know, the, and, and all of the animus comes from the science side because they cannot quantify a lot of what us on the spiritual side know to be real and true and manifest. You know, I, I can't quantify scientifically why I have so much cosmic soul energy because I know how to breathe it into my life. I can't quantify how much of it I have. I can't tell you I got a 5,000 pounds of it or or something like that. I, all I know is that when I need to use it, it's there and available, and I know how to do that. So and science, science barely is getting around to... Uh, 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 acknowledging that the body has a soul, has something that is not physical and is not an organ. It's something that is different and totally autonomous from the body. They're just now coming around to that. So, uh, science, uh, will, science and spirituality will connect. However, I think it's probably two or three more incarnations away before we be able to realize it here on the planet. Okay, so in a minute, we we need to break away for commercials, but in a minute, we're going to talk about incarnations. Okay. <laughs> Love it. We'll be right back with more Mark Edward Pyle talking about his work as a scribe prophet and his um, soul reading on My Side of the Universe on KOAL 107.3 FM and 7.50 AM. 
Welcome back to My Side of the Universe on KOAL 107.3 FM and 7.50 AM. I'm your host, Todd Wilcox, and we have Mark Edward Pyle on with us today talking about the work that he does as a scribe prophet and also soul reader. And when we were leaving for the last break, Mark, you, you brought up incarnations. It'll probably be about three incarnations before um, science and spirit start working together. What can you explain to me your thoughts or or experience with incarnations? How does that work? What's the process? What's what's the reasons? Yes, I'll be I'll be happy to to tell you my thoughts on it. Uh, uh, there is a a there are cycles in all of the earth. If we start at the most basic cycles, we have a a twenty four hour cycle that's one day we have a a 30-day cycle that's a month we have a 365 that's a year we have seven nine eleven and 13 year life cycles that start from the moment that we we're born and then we also have an ultimate cycle it's a 144 year cycle uh, most uh of us born now have uh, the capability of living 144 years, but because of how we eat and the things that uh, uh, nature and the things that, you know, Big Pharma and all those other contributors have done, uh, if you get 80, 80 years, you're considered old, and anywhere between 60 and 80 is normally the point. Each one of us has had many incarnations. I have traced back my last three incarnations. And we normally run about 144 years in between lives. So I've traced back my my last three. And some of some folks on the planet have had hundreds and thousands of incarnations. And some folks have had millions of incarnations. Uh, this goes back, uh, you know, 300, 400 million years, you know, society... A lot of society believes that, you know, we're only two or three or 5,000 years old. No, this place has been around here for millions and millions of years. And, you know, a lot of us have have come through a few times. Uh, so incarnations, I know for a fact that, that this is uh, uh, number four of seven that I know that I have to complete. I know that I am in number four right now. So I know I got at least three more that have to come through and and to work out uh, the rest of my ascension so that I can go to my ascended master space and go back to where Metatron and both and I hang out. Okay. And so, so you know about the cycles. And I guess the, the question I'm thinking, I'm trying to phrase it right, is how do you feel about the incarnations. Um, are you excited about it? Is it something you look forward oh, to? Oh, yes. Yeah. Because of reincarnation and the incarnations, there's never a fear of death. Uh, I've never felt the fear of death as long as I've been in this incarnation. It's never been something that is fearful because what happens at, at death is you go to your place where you get your rest, where you get your your comfort, where you get your instruction, wherever it is. And then after a, a reasonable period, you know, each person is it's different depending upon 
all the lessons that you worked through in the past incarnation. Your rest period it could vary from a few hours to years. After that, you go to where the rest of the souls where you congregate with the souls that are part of your part of your your experience. You go where they are, where they all hang out, and then the assignments start coming up, and we get to review. Uh, the contracts of the incarnations and and life and working out your ascension steps is so exciting that a lot of folks just take the first available incarnation. Um, uh, most of us who are on ascended path, we, we take our full rest period and then we take the uh, incarnation that is best suited to further us towards our purpose. That's what I've done the last two. So I've, I've started to get something right in the <laughs> last two incarnations, which are, which makes me very, very happy about the next incarnation because I will even be faster in getting things right. Very good. And I know at least in this incarnation, that tends to be something that I need to work on. Um, talking to one of our guests, he says, well, the best way to do this is to have patience. And my response was, well, that's great. How do I do it fast? Um, <laughs> so I, I understand. And, and when you were saying take take full advantage, take the full rest period and get, get 100% right. <clears throat> and I think that's something that I need to learn. And I'm just barely starting to learn. I'm the same age as you. And uh, I'm just barely starting to understand that you need to take rest periods um, to keep yes, things going yes, right. Rest, rest is so vital uh, to the renewing, not only of the body, but the renewing of the mind. The mind is so much more powerful than society and science and academia has, has even been willing to even investigate. There's so much power in the mind of a person that it changes how we perceive reality. You know, everything that that we are using right now to communicate right now was a thought in somebody's mind a long time ago. So your thoughts become things. And where do your thoughts reside? They reside in the mind. Very good. And so we do need to take that time to to get clear, to get rested, to, you know, to be able at our full capacity. Um, as... As you started to astral project, um, and you were talking about the cord that keeps you tethered, um, can you tell me about your experiences on that? How did it start? Was it spontaneous? Was it was it something you, that you started working on? How did that happen for you? The, the the first time it happened, I think I was like sixteen or seventeen years old, and um, uh, had. Uh, uh, experimented uh, a little bit too much with some um, uh, uh, Gilby's gin, Gilby's <laughs> extra dry gin. <laughs> I know, Mister Gilby. <laughs> and went and laid on. I went and laid on my bed, and you know, uh, you drink too much, the bed starts spinning around and around and around and around. And in the middle of that, I felt myself. This is this is I can explain. It. I felt myself pulling up away from myself and it just kind of happened and I, I remember looking down upon my body as it was laying on the bed I remember looking down upon it and the first time I didn't go out into the astral I just went up into the top of the room the next time it happened uh, was in my middle 30s and I was uh, doing some praying and chanting 
and for a prolonged period, and it happened again. At that time, I got to go to the Astral, and uh, uh, first time I got into the Astral, it was like a, a, a kid with a brand new bicycle. I was just, whoo-wee, <laughs> just flying all over the place, man. And uh, after that first initial uh, flight, then uh, you uh, start to realize that if you just go to the Astral, the cosmic force will direct you where to go. So after I learned that, then now it's just, uh, I just go and, and wait for wherever I'm being pulled to go. Very good. And so I've, I've never been able to go to the astral plane myself. I've, um, I've left my body on several occasions, but it was, mm-hmm. it was, um, not something that I planned on. Um, in each case it was during a fight and, watch watch that happen from the ceiling or from a beam or whatever right um how would you um if you know working with people how would you tell them to uh develop the ability to do astral projection what would they need to do to start working towards Uh, being able to do that i'm glad you asked about that Todd, because i'm currently writing uh a book steps into your master you know and I, I uh, directly talk about how to uh, astral project and how to get into the right frame of mind. All of this starts from a powerful uh, meditation life. You have to have a powerful and deep uh, meditation life and, and be able to creatively visualize. Because, you know, I have to send you through a couple of stages uh, of controlled breathing uh, along with creative visualization. So say, for instance, I'm going to have you inhale uh, a deep breath. I'm going to have you inhale to the count of seven. You know, you hit seven heartbeats, inhale for seven heartbeats, and then hold that uh, inhalation for 12 beats, and then exhale the inhalation for seven beats. And you do that, you you practice it at first when you're first starting off you may not only be able to inhale for two beats and hold it for five and exhale for three but you have to create a cadence you have to repeat that that in hold out you have to repeat it seven times you have to do a seven cycle while you're visualizing that either the, the blue light or the violet light or the yellow light depending upon what what it is that you want to do you want to ask for project you want to ask for travel, you want to use telepathy, whatever one of these mind things you want to use, there's a different color that I'll have you focusing on, that you're focusing on in in this accelerated meditation. Once you have built up your breathing and to where you can do a perfect cadence and you can visualize while you're holding your breath, you start to build up this cosmic soul energy. With the cosmic soul energy accumulation, that is what allows you to be in control of your astral projection and how to get there, and then you can go at will at that point. And that's what I'm looking forward to. When is your book coming out? My book will be coming out April 17th, 2019. Very good. We will certainly want you back on before that comes out to help promote it. And uh, I definitely want to come back <laughs> talk some more. Uh, I love the whole breathing thing. I'm picturing it. Um, and I, I think that's one of the, the things that I've missed is I've tried to do this is, is getting that focus with the breathing and then really visualizing things as, as I go. Um, 
<clears throat> so that that is fantastic. And and do you believe anybody can astral project? I believe ninety eight point seven percent of the world's population can astral project. Yes. And what do you think stops yeah. the others? I believe it would only be uh, a limitation in the power of being able to focus their mind for long enough to get from meditation to the astral. Some folks with with some real severe developmental uh, uh, issues wouldn't be able to hold their focus that long on the on the thought of astral projecting, but that's just a very small percent of the population. Okay. Very small percent. Perfect. Um, that's good to know. Now, we, we only have a couple minutes till we need to break again, but um, what can people expect to see when they get into the astral plane? You can expect to see um, uh, some creatures that, uh, that were created here in this 3D reality. Some you'll recognize. Some will look like some things you have never seen before. You will see, uh, um, uh, it'll be like a movie screen, and it will just start playing in front of you. You will see yourself at different stages of your life. Um, you will be able to see different places that you've been. You'll be, you'll be able to see places that you're going, or if you're in petition for someone else, you will see whatever issue it is that you're petitioning for someone else. You'll see it. It'll play out just like a movie screen. Um, uh, you will see um, different versions of yourself on different um, planes of existence and in different worlds that are happening concurrently right now as, as we speak. Uh, and you will, uh, you will see some of your departed um, um, relatives. just depends on what type of connection you have with them. Very good. So, yeah, we do need to break away for another quick uh, break, uh, but we will be back with more Mark Edward Pyle talking about his work as a scribe prophet and also soul reader on my side of the universe on KOAL 107.3 FM and 7.50 AM. Welcome back to my side of the universe on KOAL 107.3 3 FM and 7:50 AM. I'm your host Todd Wilcox, and we are joined by Mark Edward Pyle today, talking about his work as a scribe prophet and also as a soul reader. Uh, you can find him at IamAscensions.com and see the different work he does and and be involved in that. Now, when we were when we were leaving, Mark, you mentioned you can see yourself in concurrent lifetimes, and I meant to ask you about that when we were talking about the different incarnations. Uh, as far as how do you how do you understand time? Do you do you see time as a linear uh, event? Is it something that that um, crosses in and out of itself? Is it is it something so completely foreign that that many of us can't even understand the concept? How do you see how do you understand time? Time is is a three D Earth only illusion. Um, and it's not linear as in running in a straight line as much as it is more like a web where it is, it's, it has five or six or five or eight million different tentacles coming out of one, one spot and they're all webbed out 
and they're spiraling just like the universe spirals through the galaxy. Time is an illusion that follows that spiral of the galaxy. It's built in only to 3D. Uh, this uh, uh, Earth uh, uh, is it's unique to Earth and any other uh, uh Earth-like planet that's out in the galaxy. You know, there's millions of universes in this galaxy, and and so any other Earth-like uh, uh, place will have the same illusion of time. Time it, it's it's cyclical more than it is linear, and it runs in cycles. Um, and that's where and and the only thing that time really has an effect on is the rate of reincarnation. Other than that, it's just an illusion based on the physical limitations of the body that we have to use here in 3D. Okay, so when, um, and that, the, the couple reasons I asked about that is because, you know, seeing things run concurrently, and then also, when you're in the astral travel mode, um, and I know that the time doesn't really exist there, but you could actually be doing things right. that last for years and years and years, theoretically, in that exactly. plane overnight. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. You you can go into the astral and have a 500-year experience in 10 seconds. Okay. You yeah. you said it much exactly. better than I did. There is no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is no... There is there is no illusion of time in uh, the astral. Okay. No illusion. Right. Very good. And then, can you tell us what it is? Uh, tell us about being a soul reader, and what do you do there? Being a soul reader, uh, I learned very early on that the power and the most powerful part of of the gift that I had received, that I had been born with was the ability to look at a person, get to know a person pretty quick, and be able to read their soul, read their intentions, look at what is inside of them, not not the, the images that we project outwardly, you know, uh, the corporate doctor or the, with the cars or, or all those things that we could do outwardly to get to a person's intention, you have to look at their soul. So I have been given the gift to be able to read everyone's incoming karma. So any incarnation, anytime you are born in 3D, I can read what your life's karma, what your soul's karma is going to be, how, how it can play out, and if there, if there are any, any detours that are coming and how to uh, manifest and manage your soul's path. And I can get you in line with your soul at an early age and you're living uh, your mastered self uh, lifestyle. And it will, it, it, you know, like you and I both talked about, you know, we're 55 and, and just now getting a hold of some of these things. I imagine if you could have got a hold of some of those things when you were 25. Yes. How much further along and how much better your life would be. Well, I can read someone's karma. Whether, and karma is neither good nor bad. Karma just is. And it's how the person who lives it views what is happening, which determines if it's good or bad. There's no good karma or bad karma. You know, so when somebody asks for uh, a soul reading, they want to know their karma. Tell me, 
tell me what my bad karma is. I said, well, I can't tell you what your bad karma is, and I can't tell you what your good karma is. I can just tell you what your karma is, and you get to decide if it's good or bad. And so the, the karma that you're referring to is, is things that we are supposed to work on and or master yes. in things this incarnation. Things that we're supposed to work through in this, in this incarnation that will aid our ascension and actually speed up our ascension to ascended masters so that we do not have to come back through 3D again. So why... The 3D is painful. It's, yeah. it's a lovely experience, but it's painful. <laughs> it is. It, you're, you're dead on there, and I'm, I'm curious why... Why don't we get more information? Um, why is it so hard to find these uh, answers as far as, you know, what our karma work is or what our purpose is, those kind of things? Why are they so hard for us to find, do you think? Well, you know, the masses uh, at the beginning of the religious uh, time, uh, the religious era, uh, deemed all of this work that I do and other practitioners like myself they deemed it all as witchcraft, and, you know, they started burning folks at the stake and and executing people who were practitioners of this, and they sent everything underground. And what they didn't deem as witchcraft, they just had it discredited by science. There again, that's the, the, the enemy of spirituality is science. So it, it does take some some effort and some determination in your research to find some of these things. We are in an age now, we're in the age of Aquarius now, and all of this knowledge that had been so difficult to to find and locate uh, is being uh, uh, generated and, and, and provided to the public uh, in record numbers now. Uh, you know, this stuff that I'm going to be putting in my book, uh, it was some things that were verbally taught to me when I was a little kid, and the person who taught me they had them talk to them verbally, and, you know, so a lot of this stuff was handed down and spoken, and it wasn't written down. Well, now we're at an age to where it's acceptable to do these things that we're doing. We're getting legitimized more and more each day, and now it's going to become a common practice. <clears throat> so it's, it's going to, you're going to see more books like the one that I'm writing. Uh, uh, and I have a few other titles that are coming as well. So, But you're going to see more of those uh, uh, which are really uh, self-help books and not just one long infomercial about buying somebody's product. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we, there's a lot of self-help stuff that all it is is a long uh, pamphlet just to buy his class or her class or whatever. That's not what I'm doing. I, I am putting in the practices in this book to show everyone how to fish for themselves, thus they can feed themselves daily. Daily, yes. That's Perfect. what it's about. Perfect. And, Mark, for people to work with you, do they have to be with you physically? Is it something you can do uh, over the phone? No, I can do it over the phone. Uh, I do... Most of the most of my readings I do over the phone. I could do the energy healing over the phone. I could do the vibrational tuning. You know, all of it I could do. Uh, I have some state of the art equipment here uh, uh, in my laboratory uh, uh, that allows me to to reach anyone as long as they have an internet connection or a phone connection. Um, that's pretty much all that we need, and and I can send my work uh, telepathically through the ethers and it will hit anybody anywhere. I, I absolutely believe that 
that you don't have to be in physical contact to actually be in contact. Right. And we're finding more right. and more that uh, thoughts and information, that type of thing, can actually travel. One of the things science has found is that thoughts and, and intentions can travel faster than the speed of light. And yes, so, it can. Yes, it can, because yeah. thoughts and, and intentions, they have, they have such a high vibratory pattern and rate that they cut through all of the minutiae and all of the other lower vibratory rate uh, uh, vibrations that are out there and just go straight to wherever they're intended to go. Excellent. And people, if they go to their to your website, they can they can um, set up an appointment to work with you. Yes, they can. Yes, okay. they can. Uh, set up the appointment. Uh, and they could either send me an email uh, or either way, however they want to be contacted, it's all right there at the website. Yes. Perfect. Um, we're we're running out of time, Mark, and, and I just wanted to give you an opportunity. If there was anything that we missed, anything you wanted to talk about today that we didn't bring up, I think we've hit a lot of really cool subjects. Um, but yeah, if there's something, so. If there's something you'd like to talk about, go ahead. No, I I feel very good about uh, this connection with you, Todd, and I look forward to many, many more discussions about these topics and any other ones that happen to come into the purview. And I just want to thank you for the opportunity to present myself and my uh, services to your audience. Very good. And and I I agree. Um, I get to talk to a lot of different, very interesting people, and and you are very easy to talk to and, and I think the the audience can tell that um, so if they do contact you and and if somebody's got something on their mind I would encourage them too because as you can see Mark is very easy to talk to uh, and and knows knows his stuff so um, I appreciate you taking the time and and I'm looking forward to finally figuring out how to uh, do some astral travel at when I want to instead of <laughs> when it just That's happens right. and so tell me again right. the name of your book the name of my upcoming book is Steps Into Your Mastered Self. Very good. And will that be available at your website or Amazon, or how would people get that? It'll be, it'll be available uh, uh, through Amazon and through the publisher and through my website as well. Very good. So it'll be easy to get. People won't have any trouble getting it. Oh, yeah, very easy. All right. Well, very good. Mark, it has been a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, and like you said, I look forward to many more conversations uh, as we continue this. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. All righty. We'll be right back with more of My Side of the Universe on KOAL 107.3 FM and 7.50 AM. Welcome back to My Side of the Universe. I can't believe how fast this goes. It truly is the fastest hour of the week and my favorite hour of the week. Thank you for joining us every week on My Side of the Universe. And I want to thank our sponsors, the Eastern Utah Tourism and History Association, <clears throat> for making this all possible. Please, please support them and you'll love it down there. Talk to the, the owners, Darren and Sue Ann. Find out their nicknames. Get to know them. It's, there's just unlimited things that you can do there. Uh, so go in there. I had so much fun talking with Mark today. I really, going into this, did not know what we were going to talk about or where we were going to go, and I really found it fun and fascinating the entire time. Um, I didn't know what a scribe prophet was, and I certainly um, 
I could guess what a soul reader was, but I, I wasn't quite right, you know, as he explained it. So I hope hope you got something out of that. I'm looking forward to his book, and, and we'll definitely have him on again. Uh, thank you for joining us every week on My Side of the Universe, and I can't wait for our next stop. Uh, we've, we've got some fun things lined up for you. So remember, you matter. Until you multiply yourself by the speed of light squared, then you energy. We'll see you next week on My Side of the Universe on KOAL 1073 FM and 750 AM.